Hi, my name is Kwasi Yaboa. Hello, my name is Emilia Fibritsi. And welcome to the Ropes Talk podcast, the home of discussions about life as a trainee or junior lawyer at Ropes and Gray in London. We seek to provide you with insights into the culture of our firm and practical advice about how to excel as a trainee or make an application to Ropes and Gray London. Welcome to another episode of Ropes Talk London, the new podcast about life as a trainee at Ropes and Gray London. This podcast is for everybody who has an interest in building a successful career at the firm's London office. We're delighted today to be joined by none other than Matt Martindale. Matt is an associate in the firm's leading London private equity team and also a trainee supervisor. He's advised many notable key firms and corporates on acquisitions, disposals, co-investments and incentive arrangements and is renowned among the trainees, including ourselves, and the firm for a positive approach to training and adding value to juniors. Thank you very much for joining us today, Matt. How, how are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, thank you both for the introduction. Uh, very pleased to be here and, and looking forward to our discussion. No, it's, it's great to have you. Looking looking forward to this one. Uh, so Matt, Matt was my supervisor during my first seat and uh, no, he's definitely uh, a fountain of wisdom. Um, but yeah, so thank you again for your time. We're conscious that you have a lot of matters on, so we'll get straight into the episode. Today really is an opportunity to get an insight from you, Matt, into the training program at Ropes and Gray, as someone who plays a pivotal role in that process in terms of guiding and supervising trainees. We'll also like to get some tips from you on how to succeed as a trainee at a firm like Ropes. Having been at previous firms before you joined Ropes, do you, you know, what do you think makes the training program at this firm? distinct from you know other firms you have been with thanks Cosy. i think i think there's um th- there are a few different things the first thing i would say is that the firm um you know the london office uh, specifically has has a really good balance of um providing trainees with exposure to you know really world-class client base and, and transactions um really interesting work um and also you're part of an office i guess on the other hand that is you know the size where people really genuinely get to know each other um and I think certainly for the for the trainees, um, you know, it's a relatively small group of trainees, um, and everybody wants to do well. And and it's always good to have that that really you know solid support network. I, I remember that when I was a trainee that um, I was part of a slightly larger intake, but but there was a really good uh, camaraderie amongst the trainees. And I think, you know, very the, the people that do best, I think, throughout their training contracts and enjoy it the most are the, are the people that really lean on each other, you know, their, and their colleagues in the trainee intake for support because. You, know, you never know when you're going to need access to something or to call on the experience of another trainee. So, so I think um, you know being part of that smaller group really helps. Um, I think the other important thing I would say is that the, the makeup of ropes in London is obviously um, you know varied. There's, there's, a, there's a huge variety of, of different people from different firms. So, you know, the office obviously had um, at the outset a lot of lateral hires that, that joined um, when it was formed, and then you know in more recent years there's been a really great stream of trainees um you know coming into the firm and qualifying into the teams and progressing through the ranks as associates and i think what that gives is a, is a really good mix of you know people who've been at the firm for a much longer period of time um and who've trained at the firm and, and come through the firm but also allows the, you know the, the lateral hires um to, to bring their own different perspectives right and everybody can can kind of offer you know a different experience or a different way of maybe doing things and really try and improve the firm as a whole but i think as a trainee it's also really useful to work with you know, with people that have had a huge variety of experience, right? Because you, you never know what you might pick up from those people. So th- they're the two main things I would say. And I think just one final point that links a little bit back, I guess, to the size of the office. But but there is, 
you know, really good balance, I think, the trainees in London in terms of, you know, the, the support that, that you can receive as being part of that kind of tight-knit, slightly smaller setup of, of trainees um, and also the opportunities available to you are, are, are really endless. So, um, you know, you'd be working on, on fantastic deals um, and, and be given, you know, really good level of responsibility, you know, and, and the team is kind of of a size that you can still get that great support and, and that, that be exposed to those learning opportunities, you know, in a really managed way and, and kind of broaden your experience over the, over the two years. Yeah, def- definitely agree with that. I think that's, you know, um, been, been my experience as well. Um, I definitely leaned on Emilio a few times during our finance seat um, when, when things, things got super busy. Uh, and, and, you know, that diversity of, of kind of thought and experience also really resonates because I think every supervisor, you know, whether it's, you know, my main supervisor during my seats or someone who's supervising me generally for work, you know, I tend to learn something different about, about general practice um, from each one. So that's definitely, I think, a useful part of being a trainee here. Um, so so what, what are some of the things then that, that trainees can do in the context of deal work, um, you know, especially at a firm where they're part of a smaller intake, um, do you get that bit more responsibility to begin to develop into effective legal advisors from an early stage? And how does the training at ropes facilitate th- those kind of steps? Yeah, so I, I think, um, I guess maybe the answer to this question in some ways is, is quite simple. Um, and and it's just that I think, you know, we'll come on to the opportunities the firm provides, I guess, and, and the training and other things. But you just have to in yourself really want to learn and make the best of, of the opportunity. Um, I think that that's kind of the starting point. And I think, you know, what, one thing that, that I found really useful when I was training um, and I still find it useful now when I'm, when I'm working with different people um, is to kind of listen and observe what those people do, right? Because you might pick up things from your supervisors and your, you know, your colleagues that you think, you know, that's a really good way of doing that. I, you know, I think that that person seems really on top of this particular thing. And I like the way that they've approached it. Um, equally, you might at times look at something and say, oh, that person looks like, you know, they've not approached that in the right way. And, and maybe I would consider doing it a bit differently. But I think as well as learning from your own experiences, you have to observe others and, and try and learn from them because that really helps you, um, I guess, kind of fast track your, your learning. Um and I guess it kind of comes back a little bit to my answer from from the first question, which is, you know, you have an incredible opportunity somewhere, you know, a firm like Ropes, just an unbelievable client base, you know, the exposure to complex transactions and, you know, very intelligent, great colleagues who are really willing to help you. I think the other really important thing is is to really lean on that support and ask questions, you know, and don't be afraid to put yourself forward or think that you're asking, you know, a question that, that isn't appropriate because, because, you know, nine times out of 10, it will be something that has been asked before and it's a perfectly legitimate question and, and people really like to have those discussions. You know, people, people really like to see trainees that they work with kind of questioning why certain things are happening because sometimes, you know, your supervisor may well have missed something, right? And they will really appreciate your, your perspective on it. So um, I, I think that that's, that's one of the things that, that I would say. And then, you know, I guess on the size of the office again, you know, I think you have a really good opportunity at ropes when you're training because you are very visible. There are fewer mm-hmm. trainees and you, you have the opportunity both on a personal level and on a professional level to to form relationships with partners and associates. And, and that helps you develop your skills as a lawyer, you know, as well as uh, you know, adding to the office environment and giving you your good social opportunities. I think it is really important. You know, however informal you think a discussion might be, you'll inevitably be learning from somebody who has kind of been in your shoes not not that long ago, right? So it's just very good to lean on on those types of experiences. I guess what the firm can offer, kind of on a more formal basis, is obviously the trainee training program, which 
um, you, you're obviously both been a part of, and I give one of those sessions every six months on um, on, an, on an area that's specific to my department, you know, key learning points. And I think one thing about that training that, that I always think is really important is to give trainees the the kind of advice in practical terms of how they can assist because you know often um, there can be very complex areas um, to, to some of these trainings and and it's important to understand those as a trainee and try and grapple with the the complex um, the complex areas but but also it's really useful just to know um, you know if you're a trainee and you happen to come across a share sale here's likely what you might be doing in practice and here's how you can assist the team and here's some practical tips and I, and I think that's really important because a lot of the a lot of the work is is really learning on the job as i say observing what's going on and, and just trying to get to grips with the the process of the transaction and, and understanding the key terms as you go um i think that that's really the best way um that that's best the best way to learn it, it's not really something that the firm offers i guess it's just more general advice which is I, i've always thought that it's really important and, and someone told me this when i was training i kind of still take it on board now i think it's important to take take a step back you know, from from the paperwork, because so often you can be involved in a transaction and there's so many bits of paper flying around and you're just trying as a trainee to kind of get to grips with what's going on. Um, it's really useful if you can to take a step back and think about, you know, what is the purpose of this document that you've been asked to check or, you know, what is, what is the client trying to do here and, and what's the aim of the client? Because, you know, it helps you really understand the context in which you're operating. But, but I think also it... Um, makes the job you know really interesting because to, to kind of understand why you're doing something is you know, is, is always gives, gives the job slightly more satisfaction and to um you know than just to be following instructions i guess so so that's that's one thing i would say about you know one of the ways that you can really differentiate yourself and develop is is by taking that that, that step back at times um, and really thinking about what you're doing and, and why you're doing it yeah i think i think i would agree with all of those points and it's definitely true in terms of I think at Ropes, if you show that eagerness to learn, you're definitely granted more more opportunities. You sort of touched on it earlier um, in relation to lateral hires. But I think the diversity in terms of the makeup of our firm, uh, and particularly within our, our department, notably the private equity department, really does help when you are working on a transaction because you have insights from people of all different ages, backgrounds, and of course experiences, given that the way of doing things at firm B could be substantially different to the way of doing things at firm A. And sometimes those differences are better and sometimes they're, they're worse. But it's all about the sort of learning experience, as you said. And you, you sort of touched on, when you give training, giving sort of practical tips to what a trainee can do during you know, a share sale. So sort of on that point, how would you describe the role of a trainee in the context of the PE transaction? And more generally, in a law firm like Ropes and Gray. Yes, I think there's there's a, there's, a, there's a wide variety of roles for training. I guess you know it very much depends on kind of the type of deal that you're doing, and yeah, maybe timetable and the size of the team and how how things are are, are being set up. But I think you very often, as you you both know, as a trainee, you're kind of tasked with maintaining a documents checklist, and you know maybe reviewing key contracts or documentation, kind of relating to the business that your client is interested in acquiring, for example. Um, and, and I think, you know, both of those tasks, particularly the documents checklist is one where as a trainee, um, it, it's, it's a really good area to try and stand out because, um, what you'll find is that there will be lots of different worksheets going on. You'll be working with different people in the team. And if you can just keep on top of uh, checklist up to date, uh, checking in with people about the status of things and just, 
keeping that moving in the background, not only do you get the exposure to what's going on and, the, and uh, you know, all of the different processes of the transaction and you, you get, to, get to meet those people, but it really helps you to form a, a really good knowledge of what's going to happen next and, and, and what you might be, you know, anticipating and how you might really add extra value to the team. And so I think, you know, sometimes these tasks can, can kind of seem as if you might feel the role that you're playing is not as important in the team as the role that the partner's playing or, or the, the senior associate's playing. But, but actually, if you ask the partner and the senior associate, they would, they would probably say it in reverse because pe- people really value, um, you know, a trainee who can, who can kind of really throw themselves in and, and just try and get a grip as to what's going on and understand the processes and, and, and organize things in a way, you know, that really brings value to the team and allows people, uh, other people to, to, to do their jobs as well. Um, the, the key thing is just really immerse yourself and become part of the team. Right. And, and kind of coming back to what, what you can do to excel, I think is, is a relevant point here as well Is you just have to ask the questions. You know, it's just so important. I, I say this to everybody. I'm sure Quasi it was bored of me saying it to him, but it, you know, he was very, very good at it. And, and, and you do find that people who do ask the questions, they do learn. And, and it's really a pleasure working with, with those people. Um, and I think sometimes a perception when you're a trainee can be, you know, you're a bit nervous about asking questions because it might look as if you don't know what you're doing. And, and I think really that you don't, you have no need to worry about that because, because people don't expect you to know exactly what you're doing in every single scenario. When, when you're a trainee, that's the nature of the job. You're training and you're learning and, and people at Ropes really want to help you do that. And so I think one of the, you know, the best ways for you to tap into that is, is to ask people questions and engage with people. And, and, you know, I don't think I've ever witnessed a conversation where, a trainee has asked a question and, and it hasn't resulted in, in a discussion and, and undoubtedly somebody, you know, a lot of the times it'll be the, the associate as well as learned from that discussion, right. And, and kind of develop their knowledge and, and enjoy the discussion. So it, it being collaborative is, is just really important. The role of a trainee is, is to really immerse yourself in the team. I think um, whatever task it is that you're given and, and really try and add value and, and kind of be part of that team. Definitely. I think, I think that's really sound, sound advice, especially at, at the trainee level, from my experience, I think some of the best things you can do early on is, you know, be organised and show that sort of proactiveness, whether it's in terms of chasing up on documents or emailing the counterparty or checking in with people and, and saying, well, you know, who's holding the pen on this and where are we and, um, you know, could you give me a general update as to when you think you'll be able to get comments back? All of those things I think can really can really help and they're, they're sort of easy steps which you can do as a trainee when you know as we said you're you're in this environment where you're asking loads of questions you don't know a great deal about what's going on um but you're trying to learn and constantly find out more um but taking those sort of measures about being organized and being proactive um as small as they may seem can really go a long way in in sort of benefiting you and your training but also supporting your 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 wider network and and colleagues um yeah i think that's, i think it's exactly right Amelia. i mean one of the pieces of advice that i was given when i was a trainee that's stuck with me is is that you know regardless of what the task is and what you're doing and it may be as you say that when you're learning you don't know a huge amount about the specific task but one of the things i was told was always try and make your supervisor's job easier and and that kind of goes all the way through right the, the trainee can help the supervisor and the supervisor can help the more senior associates or the partners and 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 by doing that, you know that you're playing your role in the team, right? So so if there's ever a time that you, I guess, are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, there's lots going on, and it's a transaction maybe you're not so familiar with, 
I think the, the way to do it is to step back and, and kind of think about the transaction and, and what you might do. You know, what's your supervisor busy with, for example? What are they doing? What might you do to help them with that? You know, just generally kind of away from the specifics. I think from my time at Ropes, you know, people really value the kind of energy and uh, and the kind of enthusiasm that trainees bring to the firm. Um, I can certainly say that I do personally, and people do really value kind of being a good team player and a, and a good colleague people think that you know that is really important it's one of the things that, that comes up you know very kind of loud uh loud and clear in some of the, the trainee feedback is that people it doesn't you know it doesn't go unnoticed when people are just you know trying to go that extra mile and really help the team it's always it's always referenced so i think it's a really good place to start as a trainee definitely definitely i think i think all of those sort of tips and 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 the points that i've given today have been been really helpful hopefully um incredibly helpful to the candidates looking to apply to ropes but, you know, before we let you leave, we like to give our audience, you know, a holistic view of Ropes and Gray and our people. So could you give us one interesting fact that we might not expect about you? So maybe a favorite holiday, holiday destination or a song or activity, maybe? <laughs> I think it's a good question, but I think if you wanted interesting facts, you probably picked the wrong guy. Um, so, so sorry to disappoint you both there, but... Um, now, I guess uh, we're probably all craving a holiday uh, at the moment. I guess given the last eighteen months or so. So, so, so why don't I talk about my favourite holiday destination, um, which is a, a small village uh, in the Western Algarve in Portugal. Um, it's an ex-fishing village, um, and I've been going there since I was eleven. Uh, I first went with a you know, friend from school. His family were going on holiday there, and they asked me along. Um, uh, had a great time there and uh, it just so happens that I've been back kind of every year since um, and obviously say, say from last year actually I think that's the first year I haven't been um, and, and it's just a very relaxed atmosphere there you know great beach and some drops and good weather so so that's my um, that's my favorite holiday spot I think um, if Ropes opened an office there I'd certainly be applying for a transfer um, but, but obviously I'll, I'll miss you guys so I'll probably come back to London to visit but um, <laughs> but yeah that, that's my favorite spot um, I, I guess Another one um, of my favourite destinations is New Zealand. Um, if you haven't been there, I'd recommend definitely getting yourself over there. It's a long way and it'll probably be difficult for, for the foreseeable, I guess, with the restrictions. But I've been on holiday a few times there and um, my, my mum was actually brought up there. And, and so the story goes in my family that my, my parents were very close to moving there before I was born. So I think they were kind of umming and ahhing between the UK and, and New Zealand. And uh, I guess if, if, if they'd have moved there, then I'd be doing something probably a little bit different now. Um, I don't know sheep farmer or, or working in the wine regions perhaps, but um, but yeah. So I'd say yeah, Portugal, um, you know, or New Zealand, are my my favourite holiday destination. So hopefully not too long until we can get back to to doing that and uh, enjoying some good weather outside of the UK. Definitely, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this discussion, and thank you very much to Matt for his time. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Ropes Grey Grads. And feel free to get in touch with us via those social media handles if you have any questions or thoughts for future episodes. Yeah, and hopefully we've given you some stuff uh, to think about. Uh, you can also follow us uh, on social media as discussed. But that's it for today. See you for our next episode uh, where we'll be talking to more inspirational figures at Ropes and Grey and providing you insights into the firm's culture and how you can succeed as a trainee or junior lawyer. Thank you.